if you're a law and order fan out there let us know if that's yeah. what the show if dr. that's what he is in the show dr george juan that's his name dr george, dr. Juan. george juan there you go Welcome back to your favorite podcast. My name is Alyssa David. We have your co-host Marvin Castillo. Marvin, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? And we're bringing you another episode of season two. Episode, is it five? I believe this is five, yeah. Wow, episode five. We're rolling through this. Yeah, Yeah. we're going through this. Marvin, as per usual, we got a couple of things that we want to talk about in the beginning. First things first. Uh, just so the people know, I already told you this, but half of my face is numb right now. I was going to say, yeah, what's up about that? Tell, tell the people about that. I was at the dentist this morning. I thought I was, one thing was happening. I've never been numbed before. It was just like a little, you know, type feeling thing. This time they like numbed me. They did this whole thing. Um, and I was under the impression that it was the same old thing. Um, so, yeah, my, my mouth is numb right now. It isn't really affecting too much except for like it's just messing with me mentally because yeah. it feels weird. Like even right now I was drinking water. And half yeah. of my mouth, the water's, like, cold. And half wow. of my mouth, it's, like, just warm. Like, it's weird. So it's just kind of messing with me. And the thing that's messing with me the most is, I guess, where they numbed me, like, on the top of my mouth. Um, I guess it's so close to my nose that one nostril feels stuffed. Wow. So I'm just, like, it's just kind of, like, weird. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, I can imagine. I don't know what's going on. It's a new dentist, too. So, like, I've been to my old dentist before and, like, you know, so I needed to, like, because I grind my teeth. So I've had to get, like, a filling before. Um, this time, I don't know what happened, so it's a new dentist. So I'm not going to lie in the back of my head. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing to me. Like, they messing me up right now because yeah. I've, this has never happened to me before. I've never had to go through this whole thing. I've never gotten my mouth numbed uh, just for what I thought was a filling. But yeah. here we are. Half of my mouth is numb. I, mean, I was a little nervous driving back from the dentist. Like, dang, am I going to be able to talk? Are they going to be able to right. notice it? Like, what's going on? Um, but, I mean, Sh- yeah. Shout out to you. Obviously, you're here. You're doing it. Uh, I-, I can't. I would have never known if you would have not said nothing. Obviously, even before talking to this. Um, so, talk about dedication and, you know, a little a little Kanye vibes. You're not spitting through the wire. You're kind of like podcasting through the numbness. So Hey, you got to you gotta push through. Um, we've had this scheduled. It's been on the calendar. Um, it's more on me than anyone else. I thought, I guess I didn't properly plan. I thought, I didn't know I was getting numb. That was the big thing. I walked in the office right. and the lady was like, yeah, so we're just going to numb you. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean you're going to numb me? <laughs> I was like, definitely not prepared. I didn't plan for that. Um, but you got to push through. You got to do what you got to do. And it feels like my face is swollen, but I looked in the mirror and it's not. So it just yeah, it's it's normal. it's mentally more than anything else. It's just messing with me on a mental level. Gotcha. Um, other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I think I want our our uh, guest here when we introduce them to jump in on it because we were just talking about this before, and they didn't even know that I planned to talk to you about this. <laughs> but um, our guest was just asking me questions about where I moved to and all that yeah. fun stuff, and we were talking. And uh, their words exactly was, that. that's dope. That's really cool. What's not cool is you being a Red Sox fan, though. Mm. Um, I've been getting a lot of shots for that lately. Mm. A lot, a lot of shots. Um, for those of you who may be joining the podcast for the first time, I'm originally from New York City. Marvin's from New York City. Uh, friends and family, except for one of my sisters, everyone still lives in New York City. Moved to Massachusetts. And so now that I'm a Red Sox fan, a lot of people, they're taking it hard. Um, yeah, it's it almost feels like they think it's a personal shot to them. Um, <laughs> I can understand that. I don't. I don't understand. And and here's the thing. I also got like people here who are from mm. New York City that like mm. I guess they're diehard New York City fans. Yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan, and they live here, and they're still getting on my case. And I'm just like, yeah. I live here. Like, and I, I told someone like, I still love New York City, and they were like, that's yeah. questionable with your allegiances lately and i'm like jesus christ like I oh guess my god I, the way i look at it right um and obviously at the end of the day you know anybody or anyone could do whatever they want yeah i can understand why some people would or at least from here because you know to my knowledge you've rooted for the yankees you've proclaimed to be a fan you've obviously been to games and been so excited to go and so 
it's it's like you almost now now you you went over there and it's like you know what now i'm gonna be a boston fan which obviously right like big rivalries and all that stuff is a big thing so i i can understand some people um or why or why people you know you're getting lashed or why people some you know people are taking it hard or whatever it is that you that you uh reading and messages that you're getting that's all i could think of i mean it's kind of plain and simple yeah i mean let's tackle that one in the sense of me being a yankees fan anyone who's bringing up me being a yankees fan i was like 13 like i was 12 and i didn't know anything about baseball i just knew <laughs> no offense to the mets fans that the mets at the time <laughs> sucked so i was like yeah if i'm gonna be from new york city I'm going to root for the Yankees because, like, you know, and at the time, I didn't foresee myself moving from New York City. You know, you're 12, 13 years old. You're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to root for wherever my city is. Um, from there, I've been to more Mets games than I've been to Yankees games, but I did go to a Yankees game. Um, it, obviously, the experience was great. The vibe was great. I liked it, but I've never been, like, an actual baseball fan. I've never, like, gotcha. actually been like, yes, baseball, woohoo. Like, basketball is way more my thing. Um, and so I definitely enjoy going to the games more than I would like. I'm not the type of person that's watching the scores and I'm like sitting home turning on the game. So definitely in my adult years, I would never say that I proclaim to be a Yankees fan. I did like, what's his name, DJ Lemiehu, um, mm. because I went to a game and I'm pretty sure he did great. Um, and I was like, yeah, why would you not like this person? Um, but then when I moved here, I've been here for a year now. I want to throw that out there for everyone. It's not like I just came to Massachusetts and then two months later was like, I'm a Red Sox fan. I've been here for a year. Um, went through a whole season, went to a Red Sox game. And then I came here, I like this year came about. And I was just like, I really like, there's a lot of people around me who love baseball, who are really like for baseball. And I really want to understand the game. And what better way to understand the game than to like watch the game and get involved in the game. And because I was surrounded by Red Sox fans and in a state where like that's it like we only have one team it's the Red Sox I was yeah. like why not commit this year to being a Red Sox fan to really watching the games understanding baseball learning more about it and that's what I did and it's been a very short drive because the <coughs> season just started and I've yeah. already gotten a lot of a lot of messages so technically like, so no. technically you you're not a you're not a baseball fan um, you never proclaim to a team. It's more of like wherever I live at, wherever I'm at, I'm just gonna root for that team. I guess you could say that for right now. Yeah, I feel like if this season, as I go through, if I learn more about baseball, and I'm like, yeah, I actually love it because that's what yeah. I'm doing this this season is learning about the game of baseball and trying to see like what what it's about, how, like all the ins and outs. Obviously, you know the basics of it, but the ins and outs of it. If I fall in love with it, then I feel like I'd be in a place where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pick a team and stick to that team. But as yeah. of right now, it's just like this is where I'm living. This is what the conversations surrounding me are. And so yeah. I'm just going to, you know, stick to the Red Sox for the season, follow them, learn more about the game and see where it goes. And well, I guess I, to others, that's that's a big no-no. They want to smack you upside the head. Well, I'll say this, right? I'll say one thing and I definitely want to have, I, I'm going to introduce our guests and let him jump on. <laughs> Uh, I would say, um, you know, definitely to defend, right? To defend all the New Yorkers and every, I don't know who's personally been hitting you up or not. Um, we definitely, while you were here, you definitely were surrounded by people that loved baseball, mm -hmm. um, just like where you at now. So you definitely had the opportunity to do that here. And so I guess that's why even people are now, I'm sure they're going to be like, wait, but you were surrounded by people here who love the baseball and love the game, you know, and you, you didn't want to kind of, like, involve yourself in. But with that being said, today's guest, I want to hear your thoughts. Today we have a guest uh, that we've known for a long time. I've gotten the chance to know him for many, many years. We were both youngins. Every time I'm around this person, it's always a good time. It's always a fun time. And low-key... He, we've had a, a you know a few sessions, the basketball sessions out in the park at the gym, and he's always like, "Yo, I'm not that good." And let me just tell you, every time he's on, it's straight up buckets. So I know he'd be lying. I don't know where you know he says he's not that good, but it'd be buckets after buckets. Uh, but I just want to introduce you to Marcellus Valentin. Welcome to the show. Welcome Marcellus, to the podcast. What's up, bro? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Uh, it's awesome to. Be, I'm I'm glad to be here. We're excited to have but, you. Yeah. First off, 
I'm not a bucket. I'm a streaky shooter. That's what it is. <laughs> a streaky shooter. <laughs> so when I get hot, I'm hot. But I, I see. I've seen time, it. I'm cold. I witnessed. So you've been you've been hot all the time. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad to be here, and uh, I I I see where Alyssa's coming from. Thank you. In the terms of baseball, like. Yeah, she was around us. Because even for me, like, I was around baseball, around you guys when I was younger. Baseball, like, I played it. But I never started taking it serious until I got older. Like, watching and, like, supporting a team and stuff. So, I get it. I get it, Alyssa. I get it. Thank, I appreciate that, Marcellus. I feel like, yeah, I was surrounded by people before who were into baseball. And I think, but like, I just want to clear that up. I wasn't saying that now I'm surrounded by people who are in baseball because I moved here. I'm saying I've realized now how many people around me, whether that's in New York, Massachusetts, back when I was in Pennsylvania. Um, but I feel like a lot of my focus was on basketball. And then while I was in college, I was the manager for a soccer team. So I really got into soccer. So I feel like even mm-hmm. though I was surrounded by people who lo- loved baseball, I never personally like was able to like really dig into it because I really loved basketball and then like I was doing a lot of things for soccer in college and so it wasn't until now like kind of like what you said that I was like oh yeah it's cool like I'll take it more serious at this point I've been to a couple more games in my adult years too because technically I've only been to two baseball games in my adult years any other baseball game that I've been to I was like I was a kid and I was like a little girl and the nosebleeds like, okay, whatever. I just want to get food and like chill. You know what I'm saying? But like as an adult, only two and those two games, like as an adult, I was like, wow, the, the experience and the like livelihood of like the stadium is dope. And so one was in New York City for the Yankees versus the Red Sox. And then the other one was here in Boston. The Red Sox don't, I don't remember who they were playing, to be honest. Um, so it's like, you know. I only started taking it serious now because I've only had, if you really think about it, two adult experiences with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate you seeing my point of view. I really don't feel like that's going to change anyone else's point of view. I feel like I'm still going <laughs> to get hate for it. Uh, but it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's the multiple messages, too. Like, you know, someone tells you something once. They're like, yo, you're whack for that. You're a traitor. It's like, I bet. But then when you get another message from them, you're like, yo, how serious is this? Like, you know what I'm saying? I got to watch my back. I got to make sure I'm well, welcome, good. Welcome to the world of baseball robbery. You have made a decision. Either side. You know what I'm saying? Either <laughs> side. Either side you would have went with, especially now living over there. Um, yeah, yeah, for real. It comes with the territory. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, I guess we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm giving the Red Sox a year to really, you know, convince me. Of not only the team, but of baseball itself. But like I told, I think I had this conversation with someone else. Like, I don't, I don't even know if Massachusetts is like the end all be all. I could move to somewhere else in the future, um, and would I feel the need to like stay loyal to the Red Sox? I don't necessarily know. I guess it all depends on how much I fall in love with the game of baseball. If I take this season and I'm watching games, I, I like I watch games now. I have the like you know updates on my phone. I was even talking to one of my other friends and in a group chat and someone called me ESPN because I was giving all the updates. Like, if I really fall in love with it, then maybe I will stick, find a team and be like, this is my team. But if I'm just like, oh, baseball is a cool game. I like going to games, like, physically in person. I might, you know, just be like, wherever I live, I'll support this team while I'm there. I don't necessarily know yet. And I feel like for all those who are think I'm a traitor, think I'm a hater, all these different things, like give me some time to really find out if I even love the game of baseball um, to the degree that you love it, apparently, and then, you know, I'll be able to, to figure it out. But you got to give me time to grow, time to learn. Um, so I really don't think this conversation is going to change anything from those people, but it was worth a shot. <laughs> worth a shot. But yeah. enough about me and, and baseball and the Red Sox versus the Yankees and all, all the stuff like that. We want to talk a little bit more about you, Marcellus. So why don't you give us a little background about yourself, Marcellus? Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I was born and raised here. Well, sort of raised all over the place, but I spent most of my life here in the city. Uh, I'm a college student working, and I, I just love, like, hanging out, playing sports, uh, I don't know, like, what else you want me to talk about, like, like um, but yeah. I'm I'm very basic and simple, so. Hey, that's cool. So. Well, 
I would say you said you, you said you was born and raised in the city, right? Obviously, I know where exactly in the city. So why do you tell people where exactly do you mean by the city? For those of you that are actually yes. not, you know, from New York, and we got people from other places, they're like, to them, the city's New York. They're like, I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah. So I'm I was born and raised in Lower East Side. Well, technically the East Village, but um, yeah, I've been here most of my life. Uh, left a couple years, like when I was younger with my mom, we ended, we ended up coming back to the same place, so, and we've been here ever since, Lower Manhattan. Nice. Dope. Yeah. Dope. And where are you going to school right now? Oh, um, I'm going to John Jay. I'm, like, in my last year. John Jay nice. is really known for, like, criminal justice, right? Yes, yes. Is that what you're going there for? Yeah, so, um, I originally was going in to just, like, get a B, a BS, a Bachelor's in Science in, um, criminal justice, but then... Like, I sort of changed, and I'm doing forensic psychology now. Oh, dope, dope. I took took one year forensics in high school. It's pretty cool. Um, I feel like it definitely teaches you how to be a murderer. It's like, what's up with this blood (laughs) and stuff like that? I'm like, yeah, Yeah. if you... I mean, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Now, like, if any murderer listens, they're going to be like, I'm going to go to forensics (laughs) class. But Monday yeah. morning. Well, I'm going to sort of differentiate a little bit. So there's, like, forensic science, which deals with, I think, you took in, in... in school yeah. which deals with like analyzing things and whatnot yeah, yeah. but for me forensic psychology is more so analyzing like a crime after the fact like the person's brain the person's motive um what sort of traumas that person has gone through mm-hmm. in their past that have made them that way and sort of Got thing you. So, that's super dope so yeah excuse me i don't know the guy's name and i don't want to come off offensive to anyone but Law and Order, the, like, Asian man that's in that show that talks to the people, is that kind of like what a forensic psychologist is? Have you seen Law and Order? No. This is a moment where Andre would come in handy. He's like, um, there's this (laughs) guy, he's on the show, uh, he is of some, like, Asian country, like, he's Asian sent, and he, like, will talk to the, I guess, like, people who have done the crimes, and he'll, like, sit there and talk to them, and then you'll see him go behind the glass where, like, they can't see him, and he'll, like, mm-hmm. talk to, like, them, and I'm pretty sure, if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, he would be a forensic psychologist. If you're a Law and yeah, Order sound, fan out there, let us know yeah. if that's what the Dr. show, if that's what Dr. he is Dr. in the George show. Dr. George Juan, that's his name, Dr. George Juan. Dr. George Juan, there you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds about right. Okay, yeah. dope. You know what I just realized, Marvin? Yeah. I was excited once again, and I completely forgot to do rapid fire. But hey, it'll be all right. We'll do it at the end. <laughs> there you go. All right, cool. Um, dope. So you're going to school for forensic psychology. Yeah. Yes, yes. And um, so people people ask me, like, oh, what do you want to do with that? Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Because originally I was going to go into, like, either NYPD for a little bit. And then, like, try to jump into FBI or okay. just go straight into FBI. But the last two years have been, like, sort of like a whirlwind. Okay. Um, in a sense that, like, I sort of jumped back in, jumped back into my faith. Um, because, like, once I, once, um, like, I went up to college and right out after high school, I sort of went nuts and was just, like, doing my own thing. Yeah. And not really, like being the person I wanted to be in terms of my faith and completely just was like disregarding everything and stuff like that just partying not even going to class like my GPA was not even a one wow um yeah so then I came back to the city got back on track with school and still was sort of like not really on track with 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 my beliefs with uh the church and stuff like that and I met these, this campus ministry called Chi Alpha. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of it. Um, yeah. And sort of jumped in head first. Like, literally, they like, just dived in from day one with these guys. And, um, like, was a part of they They held Bible studies. So Chi Alpha holds Bible studies for college students, um, wherever they are. Like, they're, they're all over the states. I think there's even some, like, overseas. And... So I jumped in with these guys, and um, it's just been crazy. Like, it's strengthened my faith, like, 10,000-fold. And so I've come to, like, this realization that this is what I want to do in my life. I want to be uh, a campus minister. So, 
like I'm going to school just to finish my degree, but it really has nothing to do with what I'm gonna end up doing with the rest of my life. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. So, so yeah. I guess in a situation like that, why was it important for you to finish your degree? Um, I, I'm more so, honestly, I'm more so doing it just, like, for family. Okay. Because um, if it was up to me, I honestly would just, just dropped out a while ago. But also because I'm so close. Like, I'm not, I'm literally in my senior year. Yeah. I'm not going to just throw all of that away. Um. And and I feel like it, it it could just be useful. Yeah, for sure. Like later on. Yeah. So, just in case like something happens and whatnot, and I could sort of fall back on that degree and, and go look for another job. And whatnot, you know. Dope. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you basically go in. Um, you know, you're at school and you're like, all right, I'm gonna go in to do this or try to figure it out and while being in that field you got a totally different answer a totally different thing that yeah what does that person do like what would that what, what do you do in that position so basically like we essentially this is this is this is so my friends some of my closest friends are these guys who do it already so um what they do is that's essentially their whole life like that's their job they they have to raise support um Essentially, it's like, in a way, it's like a, a in-home church. Uh, I forgot how, like the exact terminology, mm. but uh, so they support raise. First, you have to support raise. You can't really do anything until you support raise. You have a goal, and um, you once you reach that goal, you can surpass it. But once you reach that goal, is when you sort of start like looking for places um, to live because you're gonna have hold these Bible studies in your home for these college students, and um, it would. A lot of the time, most of the time, is spent on these college campuses, mm. um, just like reaching out to students. Um, like I'll go with them sometimes, and we'll have like a whiteboard with just like a really thought-provoking question, and um, we'll have like students answer it, and then we'll have it like a segue into the Bible, and then invite them to to Bible study. Um, sometimes we just like straight up invite them. We'll have like a we have a sign that says um, "Come join a Bible study." And we'll just walk around with that. And sometimes we'll offer prayer. Like, we just have, like, all these cool ways of, like, getting people to think or getting people just to stop and talk to us and mm-hmm. um, and then segue that into, uh, like, getting them to join the Bible study. But, like, the most important part is just becoming their friend, knowing, showing them that we actually care about them. It's not for us just to be, like, Bible, 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 but to actually be their friend and walk through life with them. Dope, dope. Definitely discipleship, if you look in the Bible and look what it looks like. Um, It's dope that you're talking about this because I have some close friends of mine that are actually involved in this. Um, I have friends called, uh, they're named Jordan and Samantha, and they actually uh, have done that. They raised the money to be able to do that. They're Chi Alpha, like, is it called missionaries? Kyle for like campus missionaries? Yeah, they're, they're called, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they do that and they kind of are doing like all the things that you're talking about. They go on the college campus, they meet kids, they develop relationships and they like have meetings in their homes. So it's really cool to like see that, um, like to talk about that with you because I've definitely like have seen that and have conversations with them. And then actually yeah. the person that we're supposed to have on the week after you, I believe they're involved in it. Not that they're necessarily making it like a career path of theirs or like following right. it to become a missionary but they're involved with it in their college campus currently so s- small circle um yeah. which is super <laughs> dope but I, I guess if we really want to get to the the nitty-gritty of it i'll say this mm-hmm. you're pursuing or yeah you're pursuing forensic psychology which mm-hmm. i'm gonna assume pays pretty well Sounds like it does, at least, even if it doesn't. And then you make this switch to campus ministry. And like you said, you have to raise that money, right? So mm-hmm. have you seen, like, or have you had family be like, are you absolutely out of your mind, friends, or, or anything like that? Because it seems like a big switch. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, for the most part, my friends and family are, like, completely, like, they, at first they were surprised but um now they're just like wow we're so proud of you but i do wow. have like certain family members who are um jehovah's witnesses who just are not on board with it mm. um 
So, yeah, it. I thought it would be, it'll probably be rough, like in general. But as of right now, like I'm, I'm not too, like down about it. Okay. Like I love them. I know they. I know they love me regardless. Yeah. But they, they definitely not too, uh, happy about my, my choice to sort of divert from Jehovah's Witnesses and go into this path and stuff like that. So. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Like. That's a little, I would say, taxing, if you will. Like, yeah. like you said, in the long run, you know that you're doing what you need to be doing. But mm-hmm. I can imagine, like, there's a little bit of stress that's attached with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's like, even now, like, um, I'm fundraising for a trip. And I, I was just like, I brought it to their attention. And they just, they just like, completely ignored me, act like I didn't mention it. Wow. And every time something comes up, they're like, Oh, like, why aren't you taking city exams? Like, why aren't you, like, why don't you work for MTA? Why don't you work for, uh, um, whatever for the city? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, first off, I didn't go to school to work for the city. I didn't get a co- college degree to get to work for the city. And then on top of that, like, I've told them on what I'm doing, and they're just like completely, like, ignoring it and hoping I'm changing my mind. I changed my mind. So. Wow. So they're like. Yo, here's this new opportunity. I kind of acting like you don't already have yeah. a plan. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. They'll be like, oh, like the new, the, this new city exam came out. Like, here's the website. And I'm just like, all right, I'll, I'll look at it. And I'm just like, man, I'm not going to look at it. But yeah. yeah. Wow. What, I guess, with dealing with that, right, and I'm sure like also having this degree in your back pocket what has kept you like pushing towards knowing that like i'm supposed to be a chi alpha like campus mission like this is what i'm called to do like what's kept kept you pushing towards that first i first off i was just like when when i first met these guys like i was so like i bought in like i said i dived head head first into like the whole thing and i bought into what they were doing because like from the bible i feel like this was like the perfect way to reach people mm. and um especially since it's coming from the bible the bible the bible is the bible like who's gonna well people argue with it but i'm not i'm not gonna argue with the bible yeah. you know? and um i just kept running away from it like the lord was like hey this might be this is something that i think i want you to do and i was just like nah <laughs> i'm trying to make money i'm trying to i'm trying to first of all i'm trying to leave the city i didn't want to live in the city wow um yeah and and I was just like, man, I can't keep running from this. Like, especially when, when like that, that sort of like inkling kept getting a little louder. And even people were coming up to me like, hey, maybe I think you would be a good at this job. I think this job is like something you should, you should consider. Wow. And, and I was just like, man, <laughs> the Lord is, the Lord is, is telling me, she's speaking. So I'm like, no, nah, I can't, I can't just be like, no, I'm not going to do this. I want to be obedient. So. It wasn't until like a couple months ago, like probably like February, where I was like, "All right, I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to fight this no more. I'm gonna do it." Wow. And then I, um, I told my my leaders, and they were super ecstatic, and they were like, "Yeah, we we really want you to be like join us on staff." Um, and then on top of that, like I jumped in. Um, so I'm like in a training process right now, where we're having like it's like a it's called DTC, discipleship training class and literally we're almost done we have two more classes left it was like every sunday since the end of january mm-hmm. and um i'm just like soaking everything up learning as much as i can from these guys and wow. um and i'm just like super excited to reach people especially people who look like us um people who are actually from the city because like there's like we have a bunch of students or um in kaya for now but like a bunch of them are from like out of the state. They go to school here in the city, mm-hmm. but they're not actually from the city. Mm-hmm. So my heart and has been like for people who look like us, people who look like who are actually from the city. So I'm excited to sort of bring those guys in because we've had like a couple people come in, but then like they, they don't really stay. They don't last. So I'm trying to like figure out a way and be as, as biblically sound as possible, but also like, relatable to people who look like me and look like us that's good mm. that's good yeah oh. i'm i'm excited i'm i'm ecstatic bro like yeah 
like I said, if I could, I would ju- I would drop out. And I would have started a while ago, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna graduate first. So that's yeah. good. I mean, I that's ha- a good plan. Yeah, for sure. I have a question. Is is something? Is it, it's a little off topic, but I kind of want to tie it into to uh, to kind of like what we already talking about. So obviously, yeah, no you go to you say you go to John Jay, um, mm-hmm. and you've been going there for how many years now? Uh, like three. Three. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't it's just something that I'm thinking like obviously a lot has happened in the city um, with mm-hmm. crime with uh, you know racism and, and so much has happened within the last you know three years mm-hmm. did you know and obviously you know you, we've, you, you've had marches and and I mean, just so much stuff that has happened um, on top of pandemic. Has mm-hmm. that had an effect in your school, being the fact that it's, you know, criminal and, and, and justice and, you know, uh, police being, I'm sure, tied to it and all these stuff. Um, has that had an effect on your school as a staff, you know, as a company? And has that also had an effect um as students, you know, like, have you seen it from other people? Like, do you see, like, the tension, the weirdness, you know, different type of feeling? And has mm-hmm. that even played a part in, uh, you know, the, the, the campus now, even even with the believers? Has that also been something that um, has had some type of impact or what has come out of that? Because I can only imagine, you know, the city being surrounded by almost everything that kind of has to do with what you're learning or what they're trying to teach you yeah man it's um just like in a campus perspective um it's like black and white there's no in between mm-hmm. um there's so everybody once it goes to john jay well not everybody there's probably like maybe one percent of people like i know some some girl who's like an english major at john jay so um most of the people that go to john jay either want to go in you typically want to go into the like criminal justice or become a lawyer or become like joint FBI or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so when everything, like all that sort of stuff went down, like it just was like, it shifted a lot. It was like the people who are like super hardcore, supportive police, hurrah, the thin blue line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people who are like, shoot, maybe I don't want to be a police officer. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't want to go into um, criminal justice field or I do, but I still am, like, weary of police. Like, I want to go into law and, um, like, try to try to make that change. I mean, everybody wants to be, like, make change, but yeah. it, that doesn't typically happen. Like, we big, we dream big, right, in, in that sense. Um, and, yeah, so, like, even for me, like I said, I wanted to be a cop. And that definitely, all that stuff that went down, George Floyd, the marches, all of that, all that stuff that went down, and it definitely, like, sort of changed my perspective. I was like, I'm looking at how hated cops are, and then especially if you're a black cop, a Hispanic cop, like the hate is just a whole nother level. Um, and then on top of that, I just looked and I studied, just on my own time, like police, the um, police training, um, like how they were sort of taught in classes and it was just rough like I was like hey they're super like indoctrinated like they're like so like they're soldiers essentially they're soldiers and I was like that's not something I want so Mm. that was like sort of easy in a sense to just like shift away from being a a police officer or FBI um and then yeah was there was there another part of your question that I didn't answer uh, basically, aside from like just you know staff and students, um, mm-hmm. the you know the program that you spoke about, you know like you know essentially now you you know the people, the company that you want to work with, the believers like was mm-hmm. was there, was that a time that you know they decided to, you know was it easier for them to kind of like reach out? Was it harder? Like did they have to go through? It maybe at the time you didn't know, um, mm-hmm. but maybe you might have seen them around like. Was that an issue or problem? Like, what what kind of impact was it during that time? Yeah. Um. So I met them like right after all that stuff sort of died down, 
but we we do be talking about it sometimes, and it's it's a very um, it's a, it, it's not a touchy subject, but um, it could be very <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, especially because like not to say like not to be that person, but right. they're these guys are white and they're from Texas, yeah. so their perspective is very different yeah. from um, here in the city, mm-hmm. um, so. A lot of the things, like every time we talk about it, it it, get, it doesn't like we don't get crazy. Nobody's yelling at nobody. Nobody's right. like cursing. No, nobody's doing nothing. It gets like tense. It just yeah, it gets tense. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect word. It gets tense, and um, it's like one person like I'm trying to help them see this side, mm-hmm. but they're stuck on that, and then they try to get me to focus or like see this side. I'm just like, no. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. sometimes I could be stubborn. Yeah. Um. And they're just that stubborn. Uh, they're probably going to listen to this. I love them, but they, they know that how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's we talk about it all the time. We try to, like, come to a middle ground. Right. Um, we try to, like, agree to disagree. And sometimes we do end up, like, seeing each other's side. Um, so it's it's good. I like having these conversations with them. Yeah. But sometimes I do have to, like, take a step back and, like, sort of calm down because they're not like sometimes I just want to like shake it into them and like you're not getting it so yeah yeah I mean I think it's the big part like you said is like let's just be honest right you guys come from different backgrounds you come from different worlds and so the perspective is different right uh the way that they see life and the way that you see life is completely different because your experiences have been different um and I mean that hap- I mean I went to school in Pennsylvania, not that far from New York City, but you would be surprised of the difference of perspective and experiences than someone who lives in New York City. Um, and so that's just the reality of life. So I like I don't think you said anything wrong. I mean I think it's the truth, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess how does that shape the way you want to do campus ministry moving forward? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a big part of it. Um and I was talking to one of them um, yesterday, and I was like, I don't want to sort of create, like, this exclusive group for urban students or people who are from the city, but I want to see them here. I want to see them um, learn about Jesus. I want to hear them um, experience the love of Christ. And just, like, sometimes uh, looking at the group that we have now, it's like all these dudes are, like, from Ohio, uh, so we even have two international students. Wow. We have um, uh, people from Jersey. Like we don't we don't necessarily have students that are from the city, from Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens. Like they live there because they're students and they're going to school here, but they didn't grow up here. Um, and I also like try to be careful of like I don't want to push my ideas on people. Um, yeah. because sometimes my ideas might be wrong um but i do want people to see like different perspectives and i think it's important that we have this diverse group of people people from texas people from chicago people from um ohio and stuff like that it's important but my heart is still like wanting to see people from the city like getting to know jesus you know yeah for sure do you because before you said you weren't planning on staying in New York City. You wanted to get out of New York City. Yeah. You wanted to be gone. Could you see yourself mm-hmm. doing Chi Alpha in the city for a while and then going elsewhere? It, it, it could be a possibility. Um, it could be, yeah. Because, like, it's sort of like... Like, even my, my the leaders now, they were Chi Alpha leaders in Texas. Mm. And then they were asked to move here in the city. So it's not... This is not like they're... They did Chi Alpha for 10 years, for 10 years in Texas. Wow. wow. And then moved over here. So it could be a possibility. Like, I could do it here for the rest of my life. I could do it for a year. Or I could honestly just, like, not even be here and have they will have me, like, move somewhere else. But I, I really want to try to stick to God's calling for right now. For sure. So I'm hoping to stay in the city. So For sure. Is, it, yeah. is that how it yeah. works, where they tell you where to go or you get to choose? So um, you get to choose, yeah. You 100% get to choose. And, like, if you feel... They, this is just one experience I know because he's like he's our leader mm-hmm. um, 
and he was doing it in Texas for 10 years. And then he kept, like, for some reason, he said he kept thinking about the Northeast. And then somebody came to him that's, like, his leader or, like, one of the head uh, of the org- heads of the organization um, came and was like, hey, we want to start a Chi Alpha in New York. And then he was like, shoot, I've been, like, something has been telling me about the Northeast for, like, a while now. So he came, he did, he came over here just to pray and see if this is really where he, he was being called, him and his wife. And um, and they got their answer. The Lord told them, yeah, so they've been here for the last two and a half years. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So is he just over one school? Like, how does it work? Is he over one school? Is he over many schools? Yeah, so originally it's supposed to be like one school. Like all the other, all the other Chi Alphas in different states are like Chi Alpha, um, Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, University of Arizona. There's one at Yale. There's one at UTSA. One at um, Texas A and M. Like is you you usually supposed to be focused on one campus, mm-hmm. but he came. They came and they were just focused on City College for like the first year. Okay. And then they realized that no, like most of the students were not necessarily from City College. So they're just narrowed into Manhattan. So any like students from Manhattan that want to join Chi Alpha could come to the Bible studies. We have four. We have two for the ladies and two for men. And it's like. Wow. So, so uh-huh. any any college in Manhattan is kind of where. So it's like Chi Alpha Manhattan versus like Chi Alpha John Jay, Chi Alpha this, Chi Alpha that. Yeah. Okay. So instead of having like little ones, we just have one big one that encompasses all of Manhattan. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. It is. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we were just talking, like, we've been growing a lot. And so since we've been holding it in, like, the guy, the leaders, like, home, we they, they go to a specific church that's part of AG, mm-hmm. um, Assemblies of God. And the church is sort of, it got messed up, like, a year ago, and it's still being fixed. Got you. So they're hoping that the church is, like, sort of renovated soon. So that they could start holding the Bible studies in the church, Makes sense. and it would be bigger and stuff. Mm-hmm. Makes yeah. sense, yeah. Assemblies of God—that's the attachment to the school that I went to. I went to the University of Valley Forge, and then Assemblies of God School. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So in learning about Chi Alpha, I also learned a lot about that too. That's super right. dope. Wow. Okay. So earlier you mentioned a trip. What? Yes. Can you give us the details uh, of this trip? Yeah. So me and two of my friends, and then our leader and his wife are going overseas to Central East Asia um, on sort of just like a service trip to to start a kids camp and, and have fun with the kids over there. And we're probably, we're going to be away for a while. We're going to be away for like almost the whole entire month of June. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. Um, we're going to learn a little bit about the culture. We're, we're going to learn the language too. Like the first week we're dope. there, we're going to learn um, – we're like we're gonna spend the first week learning the language, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that's a big part learning the language. I feel like yeah. that's like the biggest barrier, if you will, uh, of like yeah. going to a new place, talking to new people. Right? It's like I don't understand you. You don't understand me. Are you guys gonna have a translator with you? Um. Yeah. So I think we have like mutual. They well, not me, but like my leader has mutual friends that actually live there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That are gonna help us out. So. So nice. dope, so dope. Yeah. Okay, and so you said you're still raising funds for the trip. Yes, um, I'm like, I'm like 75% there. Okay. Um, nice. I'm, I'm waiting to see, like, we're supposed to get, like, an update on, on how much we've raised either tonight or tomorrow. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like really close, but I have enough now to buy our flight tickets, and we're going to do that on Sunday. Dope. Dope. Yeah. Uh, if someone wanted to support your trip, where could they give to Oh, you could like just shoot. Uh, you could probably just reach out to me, and okay. on my Instagram, um, it's my first name M A R C E L L O U S, and then just the letter V, um, and I'll send you the link, uh, or the flyer if you if you like live in another state. I, you send me your address, I could mail you a flyer, and that would be awesome. Dope, dope. Yeah, and just for you guys to know, it'll be also in the bio of this episode. The uh, His Instagram handle will be there so you can reach out just in case. You missed him saying it, but hey, just rewind the podcast and listen to him say it again. 
Um, dope, dope. Any last things you want to share with us about what you're doing, where you're headed, how life is going for you? Man, life is good, honestly. Like, I can't complain. I'm almost done with school, like I said, going on this dope service trip. Um, I'm just excited for the years to come. That's awesome. Awesome. That's great. That's awesome. I'm excited to hopefully, uh, probably not in June because you'll be gone for the whole month, but maybe sometime (laughs) catch you in the summer. We can play some basketball with everyone. Let's do it. Um, now I know to, to put you on my team. Because what you call yourself? You're not. You're not a what? But you're a what? What'd you call yourself? I'm not a, a bucket. I'm a streaky shooter. You're a streaky shooter. Well, yeah. if you get hot, I want you on my team. <laughs> yeah, they um, heard it. Heard so it. We can. We can win. Because I am. I'm not the best loser. I hate losing. I'm super competitive. Um, I'm not like a bad loser, but I'm just like I don't like it. I, I get yeah. frustrated. So. Definitely want the best of the best on my team, so we'll definitely <laughs> have to pick you up. Marvin, okay. any last things you want to say before we wrap this up? Um, I, I just, you know, I'm excited for you, Marcellus. Obviously, you know, know you for a while, proud of you, and uh, I'm just happy to see what, what uh, God has for you and uh, what life is going to look like a couple years down the road, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Dope. Well, Marcellus, we're supposed to start the podcast like this, and... I just, I've been, lately I've been getting excited. I don't know, maybe we're going to have to put rapid fire at the end of the podcast. I don't know what's going rapid on. Fire. But um, we're just going to do a little bit of rapid fire. It's about 10 questions. Let's um, get it. You said you've listened to the podcast before, so you kind of know how this rolls. Right. Uh, for those of you who don't know how this goes, pretty much I'm going to read off 10 different questions, and Marcellus has to respond with the first thing that comes to his head. He has no time to think. Um, we've made it a mission this uh, season to make sure that everyone is quick with it. It's almost like a challenge at this point. You want to yeah. beat the last person that's gone before you. Right. You want okay. to do it faster. As of right now, we do have a champion, correct? I, I would say it has, it has so, Alexis is like the champ right now. Yes. So at the time that we're recording this, the last episode that's out is Alexis. She is the champion. In, at the top of my head, I can't remember what how the good Celis Hamilton did. That it was good. I just it was in that like it wasn't as good as it was like as, right Alexis, there. It was Alexis right there. Was quick. Yeah, it was Alexis right there. Celis was it was right. There. I think I, like two of them. He was like ah, and then he got it. But it was yeah. I don't think Alexis even like thought like it was just like oh for from yeah from, yeah yeah. From, Fun from. fact, guys, we have uh, two weeks in a row of two different Marcelluses. So if you're <laughs> listening to this, this is not the same guy from last week. Completely <laughs> different guy. Okay, doing completely different things. But here we go. You ready, Marcellus? Yeah. All right. Favorite movie. Rush. If you had to say, are you a fight or flight type of person? Flight. <laughs> if you, what's your midnight bodega run snack list? Bacon, egg, and cheese, always. Okay. Favorite <laughs> pair of sneakers that you own? Uh, Jordan 1 Turbo Green. Okay. Most treasured possession? My phone. Okay. If you had to get rid of one food on the entire earth, what would it be? Uh, French fries. <laughs> I was about to say okay. <laughs> this doesn't French count. Fries. This doesn't. This doesn't count against you're your time. You still good? Yeah, you still yeah, good. This That's doesn't crazy, count against though. your time, but I'm just confused. I've never I, in my it, life. It's just. It's not. I mean, I love French fries, but. That's like, it's hurting my diet, you feel me? Okay, okay. Right, so you, okay. you're making this move for self-growth yeah. and not because yeah, of you and everybody else. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. I'm trying to get on, on that wave too. So I appreciate you okay. getting rid of the French fries. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if you had to, who's the best rapper in your mind? Yikes. Man. Ooh, that's hard. Um, Kendrick. Okay. First song that comes to your head right now. Thames. Um, oh. Dang. Higher. Okay. If you could choose one person to be the president of the United States that you personally know. Oh, uh, dang. I'm super slow. I have no idea. My mom. Okay. If you had to choose between never leaving the state you're currently in or never coming back. Never leaving. Okay. There you have it. I mean, I feel like you wow. did pretty good. I think we caught you on the on like the yeah, second to I, last I, two. Yeah, you was coming. You was coming for the. I think honestly, I would have to listen to the other ones. But I was like, I think we got a new champ. But then that that last, you know, those last couple like, ones, ah. he was like, dang it. I think uh, best rapper was a little hard for you. Yeah. Uh, first song that comes to your head, president, which I mean, I I get it. Those are like, but if I you just, just 
If you had to make life decisions like that, could you imagine? <laughs> just like everything no. is like just off the top of your head. I mean, the world would not be a good place. I'd be a wreck. I'd be a wreck. <laughs> I know a lot of people obviously can't, you know, it's a podcast so you can't see. But I just want to say how funny it was that I believe the first question was your favorite movie. Yeah. And Marcellus said Rush, but in I literally no one can see this obviously. He literally like did the face like why did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> like what <laughs> like what? Like well, he kept on like rush, like in his head, like what? And hey, you gotta go. say the first thing that comes to your mind. There you go. Exactly. Honestly, I don't even know if that's a movie. Like, I do believe that is. <laughs> I believe that is a movie. <laughs> it is, it is. Somebody please look that up. Tell Marcellus oh what movie God. he just chose because he doesn't even know. <laughs> Bro, I But he knows it's his favorite, though. It's it is a movie. movie. It is a, it is a movie. Yeah, it is a movie. It's actually uh-huh. a, 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 a a racing movie. Okay. Yeah. So. Is there anybody like that we would know in it? Uh, yeah. Um, Chris Hemsworth is in it. Okay, mm. there you go. Okay. So that's pretty big. If you haven't seen it, Marcellus, you gotta watch it now and let nah, us know if it's your favorite movie. It. Yeah, you gotta watch your favorite movie. Dang, I should have said Baby Driver or something. <laughs> Baby Driver. So hey, good. listen, you were coming for the championship. I respect it. You said it within like. Not even two seconds. So no, that's what I that's respect how you it. Again. I one hundred percent respect it. I just don't think I've ever had anyone say <laughs> I've never watched that before. Like it was like first thing that comes to your head. I'm a lie. I'm gonna just say whatever I think of. Like I'm not even gonna tell you a real answer. Time. I mean, that's, I mean, hey, who, I respect it. Who knows how many people did that in the past? No, who that's knows? true. That must have been like you must have like seen something recently, and that was like a commercial or something <laughs> yeah. that you were like, "This is my answer." That's great. There you go. What a way to end the, the podcast. That, that's funny. Hey, maybe we need to do a little rapid fire at the end. I don't know. This we isn't should, working. Yeah. But Marcellus, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, yeah, we wish you, you nothing me. but, of course, of course, we wish you nothing but the best. Um, you're doing exciting things. It's awesome to kind of hear everything that you're doing. Um, and to, like we say all the time, it's it's amazing that we know you personally. Like this podcast is like we're able to actually talk to people that we know and hear all the amazing things that they're doing. And, mm-hmm. um, continue to support you so i'm excited for you thank you again thank you, thank you. and yeah guys that's episode five there you go go check it out go support go uh make sure you uh support marcellus on his trip yep give him a follow and uh we'll see you guys next week love you peace out peace